It's always good for us to consider the characters, uh, the individuals who come and encounter uh, our Lord. And there are, there are indications uh, always in the Gospel uh, about the, the attitude with which uh, these people are coming to, to Jesus uh, and their motives and, and other things uh, along those lines. Uh, and just like I think for each of us, as we come before our Lord with all kinds of desires and all kinds of requests and, and whatever else that moves us uh, to come before our Lord. Uh, and as we heard in the second reading, our Lord, our Lord uh, knows these things. He's able to discern the reflections and the thoughts of the heart. The Word of God is living and effective. Um, and the Word of God, don't forget, is, is a person. Uh, he's our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when this, when this man comes before our Lord... Uh, and kneels down before him and asks him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, our Lord, uh, again, sees uh, into the depths of his being. He knows what it is he is he's seeking. And so our Lord leads him uh, in this conversation and strives to lead him uh, closer to him. But when, when the man says, Teacher, it's always an indication in the Gospel that uh, okay, well, there's something uh, of a trust uh, in, in the person of our Lord. There's something that's, that's still lacking. Is, is Christ just uh, a teacher for us, one who gives us knowledge uh, and, and, and intellectual things to be able to sort of chew on and, and reflect on? I mean, it's all well and good. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And so he is teaching us things. But the other points in the gospel, uh, when people will call him rabbi uh, or master, um, but most importantly, people call him, him Lord. And so that's usually an indication in the Gospel when someone says to him, Lord, Lord, uh, that, that, that something of the heart is perhaps a little more ready um, than in other places. And so this man who says to him, teacher, even good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Um, the Lord indicates to us that he's, he's working on a level that is perhaps a little closer to the surface uh, than, uh, than all of us are called uh, to be. And so that's when, he, when, he, when our, our Lord challenges him to make of his, of his life um, something more than just an intellectual endeavor uh, that the man balks for a moment. He says, when Jesus says, essentially, put your money where your mouth is here. You follow God. You're striving to follow his commandments. This is good. This is not, not, a, not a bad thing. I mean, don't not follow the commandments. It's nothing of what our Lord wants to say. But he does want to say, to follow me is something, must be something, that engages every aspect of your life. To follow me must be something that, that involves the whole person. And in fact, in fact, it means a radical trust, not just in the fact that I am the truth and I have the right things to say to you, but in the fact that I am goodness itself. Good teacher, he says, and Jesus says, why do you call me good? Do you really believe in your heart of hearts that I am that good? Do you really believe in your heart of hearts that I'm better than all of the possessions which I'm going to ask you in a couple minutes to leave behind? Because the problem is he doesn't believe, which is why he goes away sad. He actually thinks that all of the things that, all the gifts, frankly, that God has given him uh, are better than the one who gives the gifts. Parents, you understand that dynamic. Uh, it's easy uh, for children as they receive birthday presents or Christmas presents or any other kinds of things to get lost in the gift itself and to forget, not even take note of, 
the great love with which you, the giver, have, have given. And so the same invitation uh, is here for us with regards to our own relationship with God. All kinds of wonderful gifts that we desire from our Lord, and all kinds of wonderful gifts that He wants to give us, as He Himself indicates in the Gospel. Uh, and yet, we all know the temptation, uh, which is to ignore the giver and say, Thanks, Jesus, for the gift. I'll see you next time I need something. <laughs> and it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a relationship with God at all. And so, uh, when our Lord then uh, gives us this whole uh, description of following the Christian life uh, to, to, to Peter, uh, he's, he invites us into the same confidence and trust that the apostles at that moment have already had. Peter says, Lord, we've given up everything to follow you. Everything. And Jesus says, I know you have. I see what you have given. I love you for that. But even more, I love the trust that you have placed in me. Because you've given me now the opportunity to respond to the love that you've shown. You've given me the opportunity to actually, to actually be, uh, to be worthy, as it were, of your, of your trust. And because you've let go of everything, and you have nothing else to rely on, now I can prove to you that I am worth relying on. Now I can prove to you that everything that your heart desires is going to be fulfilled in, in me. There's no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or father or mother, children or lands, or anything else for that matter, for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age. He doesn't say we have to wait totally and completely for any kind of goodness from God until heaven, and this life is just going to be terrible, and then you're going to die. And if you have been good enough, you'll receive something good in heaven. God says, no, I want to give to you now a sign of my goodness and love. I want you to experience now, even in this world, a sign of my care, a sign of my affection for you, um, so you can see and believe in my goodness. I mean, how else is it that the world, the rest of the world out there, is going to come to know that God really is a good person? How much of the world right now thinks that all God wants for them to do is to, is, is to stay suffering by, because they have to avoid sin, which, which is the place where the world finds its only, I mean, facade, as it were, happiness. How is the world going to be able to leave all of those things behind, the caricature of goodness, to be able to find the true goodness of the living God, unless there is someone to witness to that goodness? Unless there's someone who can say, you know what, I left all of that behind myself. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's worth it. It's worth every minute of it. As difficult as it has been, and it can be in certain times, I've always experienced the loving care and goodness of my God. And so we all know that sometimes, instead of, how do we say it, uh, inviting us to leave all of our possessions behind and to come and to follow Him, sometimes... Um, God just removes things from our lives. Sometimes uh, it's someone who's close to us, sometimes it's something that's close to us. And these are moments uh, where we too, like that man, uh, are, uh, have to look, look at our Lord in the eye uh, and notice the difficulty and sadness within our hearts. Not because you know, God doesn't scorn the love that we have for someone that we lose or something that we have to lose. He knows uh, it's hard for us to let, to let those things go. And it's hard for us precisely because that thing was and is so good. 
Again, that thing is a sign of the care and love that God has for us. And when God says, I invite you in this moment to let go of it even more, He doesn't just invite us into a darkness or into a nothingness. He invites us rather into the infinite care and goodness that is God Himself. Again, if the gift has been so good for me, how much better will the giver be? So it's with that trust in God's goodness, that trust in His love, that we turn to the altar. To the same Lord Jesus Christ who spoke to that man 2,000 years ago and invited Him to leave everything behind. We look at our Lord and say, Jesus, I love you not just because of the gifts that you give. I love you because you are my God.